0: Hi, I'm Jacob from Plainview, Texas, a student pharmacist attending Texas Tech University, Health Science Center in Abilene, Texas. You're listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. This episode, we talk with Dr. Lucas Berenbrock, Assistant Professor in the Department of Pharmacy and Therapeutics at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy, about hearing loss and new opportunities for pharmacists to expand their practice with the advent of over-the-counter hearing aids.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Pharmacy Forward podcast. My name is Stuart Haynes and my co-host today is Marquisha Cook, a PGY1 community pharmacy resident at the University of Mississippi.
2: Hello and welcome. In this episode, we continue our conversation about the expanding scope of pharmacy practice. In today's discussion, we'll be exploring how pharmacists can address hearing loss.
1: Our guest today is Dr. Lucas Berenbrock from the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Dr. Berenbrock is an ambulatory care pharmacy specialist and the director of the University of Pittsburgh's Comprehensive Medication Management Benefit for their faculty and staff. Dr. Barenbrock is very interested in enhancing pharmacy practice by providing innovative patient care services, particularly in community and ambulatory care settings, and he's currently leading the effort to implement an outpatient pharmacogenomic service at Pitt. I know that Dr. Barenbrock has been working on a project related to hearing loss and over the counter hearing aids, so that's why we've invited him to speak with us today.
2: Many of our listeners might not know this, but in 2017, Congress passed a federal law directing the FDA to develop regulations that would reduce barriers for patients with mild to moderate hearing loss so they could purchase hearing aids and make hearing aids available over the counter. The final rules for OTC hearing aids were approved in 2019 and we will begin to see hearing aid products available in 2020. Dr. Barron-Brock immediately saw the potential to get pharmacists involved, so he partnered with the Audiology Program and the Department of Communication, Science, and Disorders to develop a set of competency statements for pharmacists. Lucas, welcome to Pharmacy Forward. Thanks for the invitation. I'm happy to join you today. So Lucas, as I
1: was preparing for this podcast, I did some research about hearing loss, and I was amazed to learn that. Uh, over 50 million Americans, or about 20% of adults, have some degree of hearing loss. And starting around age 50, the percentage of adults with hearing loss starts to increase pretty dramatically. So among those who are age 60 to 70, about 25% of them have some hearing loss. If you're 70 to 80 years old, the likelihood is over 50%. And if you're lucky enough to live to the age of 80, then the percentage increases to nearly 80%, and that's huge. And according to the American Association of Retired Persons, or AARP, 70-80% to of patients who likely would benefit from some sort of hearing-assistive device don't get one. And there are lots of reasons why people don't get hearing aids, lack of awareness about their hearing loss, lack of access to someone who can actually perform the hearing test. But cost is a very common barrier. And shockingly, Medicare does not pay for hearing assisted devices. So the very population who is most likely to benefit from hearing aids can't afford them because they're not covered by their insurance.
2: Before returning to school to pursue my pharmacy degree, I worked with an audiologist and I know firsthand how common and potentially debilitating hearing loss can be. So before we talk about OTC hearing aids and how they can be a great way to expand patient care services in community and ambulatory care settings, I think it's important for us to talk about why hearing loss occurs and what some of the negative health consequences of hearing loss are.
3: There are a lot of reasons for hearing loss, including age, environmental factors, health conditions, and even medications. But in adults, hearing loss is most commonly attributed to age. Remember, it is estimated that about 80% of adults over 80 years old have some degree of hearing loss. Noise exposure in the environment, including exposure to firearms, rock concerts, leaf blowers, can also contribute to hearing loss, but it is preventable with proper protective equipment like earplugs. Other sources of hearing loss can include inherited genetic syndromes or health conditions including neoplasms, acoustic tumors, and Meniere's disease. Cerumen impaction, ear infections and medications can also be causative. These medications include loop diuretics, NSAIDs, aminoglycosides and certain chemotherapy drugs like cisplatin. To answer your second question, Markeisha, hearing loss when left untreated can have many consequences to an individual's mental and physical health. Research has shown that adults with hearing loss are more likely to develop dementia. Adults with untreated hearing loss may also be more likely to report depression anxiety and paranoia and may also be less likely to participate in social activities when compared to their peers who wear hearing aids. Hearing loss is also linked to a threefold risk of falling and an increased risk for accidental and injuries. Simply put, when our hearing declines, so can our health. And that's why it's important that pharmacists learn how to recognize hearing loss.
1: So Lucas, uh, speaking from personal experience, I know that my mother, who's 82 years old, suffers from hearing loss, and it seems I'm always having to repeat myself. I think she's aware that she's a bit hard of hearing, but seems to believe that her hearing loss isn't all that bad, and when she can't hear something, she tends to blame it on me for speaking too softly or mumbling. And although I've encouraged her to get her hearing tested, she's resistant to the idea and states that she couldn't afford the hearing aids anyway. So what's the point of getting tested? Um, I'm certain my experience is not unique, and many in our audience have aging parents or grandparents who might benefit from a hearing aid but don't get one. So I'm wondering what the current recommendations for hearing testing are. Should all older adults have screening hearing test exams performed, and if so, how frequently? Or should they wait until someone tells them that they likely have a hearing problem? In other words, when should one get their hearing checked
3: and with whom? So interestingly, screening for hearing impairment is included in the Medicare initial preventative physical examination also known as the Welcome to Medicare exam, despite the fact that Medicare does not cover the cost of hearing aids. In addition, the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association recommends that adults aged 50 years and older have an objective screening of their hearing every three years. Adult hearing screens may take place in a variety of settings, which may include routine primary care visits, residential facilities like skilled nursing or long-term care, community health fairs, or occupational health visits. Pharmacists can help recognize adults with age-related hearing loss too, using a paper-based screening questionnaire to assess how individuals perceive emotional and social effects of hearing loss. These screening questionnaires are reliable and valid, and they can be delivered on paper. And if the individual screens positive, the pharmacist can refer them to an audiologist using the Find an Audiologist tool, which is available at any one of the following professional organizations' websites, like the Academy of Doctors of Audiology, the American Academy of Audiology, or the American Speech-Language Hearing Association website.
2: I know that one of the reasons people don't get tested is because they're worried about the cost. So are hearing tests covered by insurance, and are hearing aids covered by anyone?
3: Shockingly, Medicare does not cover hearing exams, hearing aids, nor exams for fitting hearing aids. However, Medicare Part B does cover diagnostic hearing exams and balance exams if they are needed for medical treatment of a condition other than for hearing loss. Sometimes Part C plans or Medicare Advantage plans will offer additional benefits that may cover hearing exams, hearing aids, and fittings. It is notable that the Veterans Health Administration covers hearing aids, and hearing aids can also be eligible for reimbursement with flexible spending or health savings accounts, also known as FSA or HSAs. Some employers may also cover hearing aids as an added benefit for their employees. But when hearing aids are not covered by insurance, the cost becomes a huge obstacle for many to overcome. It was estimated by the President's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology, an advisory group appointed by President Obama, that the average cost of just one hearing aid in 2015 was $2,300 dollars. One for each ear makes that $4,600 in total. In contrast, OTC hearing aids are predicted by experts to cost about one-tenth of that price. But it is important to understand that OTC hearing aids are only intended for people with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss and for people who have no exclusions for self-care.
1: So Lucas, I know that you and your colleagues have been working to develop a list of competency statements to guide training programs for pharmacists who want to get more involved and expanding their practices by offering services to patients with hearing loss. Uh, Can you share with us some of the work you've been doing and perhaps some of the recommendations your group is making? What are some of the resources available to pharmacists who want to learn more about this
3: topic? Certainly. As a pharmacist, my interest in hearing health care began in 2017 at a Pittsburgh Senior Community Center. And at that time, my students at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy were interested in partnering with students from Pitt's Doctor of Audiology program to screen local seniors for hearing loss when completing medication reviews. There I met Elaine Mormer, an audiologist also at the University of Pittsburgh, who was quick to point out how laws and regulations created a new class of hearing aids to be sold over-the-counter with the intent to make hearing aids more accessible and more affordable for the general population. Shortly thereafter, Elaine and I made it our mission to ready pharmacists as active members of the hearing healthcare team. And to do this, Elaine and I assembled a stakeholder panel of individuals to establish competency statements for pharmacists. The intention of these statements are to describe how pharmacists can safely and effectively support patients seeking OTC hearing aids at the community pharmacy where they'll likely be sold. The following are examples of competency statements currently under development by our expert panel. Recognize the signs and symptoms of hearing loss and assist patients in the selection of hearing devices. To get ready for OTC hearing aids sold at the community pharmacy, pharmacists may consider refreshing their knowledge of medications with ototoxic properties, review self-care for cerumen removal, and establish a collaborative referral process with a local audiologist. For listeners who are interested in learning more about hearing and hearing loss, I would encourage them to visit the American Academy of Audiology's website, audiology.org, for some additional reading. In the meantime, Alain and I are working hard to develop resources for pharmacists as we prepare for OTC hearing aids in late 2020.
2: Dr. Barron-Brock, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Hearing loss is so common, especially as we age, and it can adversely impact the quality of life. So I want to make certain we conclude today with some of the key takeaway points for our audience. Um, first of all, there are many environmental workplace and medication factors that can contribute to hearing loss. And when left untreated, hearing loss can impact relationships and they can lead to detrimental health outcomes. And second of all, pharmacists can be an untapped resource for directing patients to care, especially with the pharmacy uh, paper-based questionnaires that you refer to, so that they can be referred to audiologists. And OTC hearing aids, at one-tenth of the cost, offer an affordable option for the general population, keeping in mind that these are only for patients with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss with no exclusions for self-care.
1: So, Lucas, thanks for joining us today for the Pharmacy Forward podcast and sharing with us some of the exciting work that you and your colleagues are doing to expand the frontiers of pharmacy practice. And I think this is an area of practice that can have a tremendous impact on patients' quality of life. And I certainly hope that pharmacists and and student pharmacists don't overlook this tremendous opportunity.
2: Yes, Dr. Berenbach, thank you, I've learned a lot.
3: It was a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. If you like the podcast, please subscribe using your favorite podcast app and tell all of your pharmacy friends and colleagues. Be sure to rate us and send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a story you'd like to share about someone who's transforming knowledge into action, send us an email Pharmacy Forward is produced by the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. For more information about our professional development programs, visit PharmacyCPD.org. That's PharmacyCPD.org. This episode was conceived and developed by Elizabeth Hearn, Elizabeth Yett, Bianca Lascano, Marquisha Cook, Ha Fan, Megan Brown, Lori Fleming, Josh Fleming, and Stuart Haynes.